describe the awesome wonder of your power.
Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in church today? Amen. How many is thankful for the power of God? Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings. I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to be in His house. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. I'm thankful that I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm so grateful that I've been to the water and went down in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. Are you glad you know who Jesus is today? Hallelujah! 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 Praise God. It is good to see everyone that is in the house of the Lord today. And it's so good to see all of our guests that are here. Lord bless you for being in God's house. And I'm not going to attempt to get into naming everyone that is here or recognizing each one individually. But I'd like the church family right now just to give all of our guests a good hand clap. We are, we are so glad that you're here. We realize that there's a lot of different places that you could be today <clears throat> and uh, a lot of different churches that you could have went to, but we are glad that you've chose First Pentecostal Church of Sealsby to come worship the Lord with us this morning. Amen. God's good and He's worthy of all of our praise. I don't think that we could ever praise God too much. I give Him enough glory or enough honor for all that He has done for us. Amen. God is a good God. And I'm so thankful for all of His mercy. Amen. So we want to turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. We'll be reading a passage of Scripture there. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 18. And uh, I will try not to keep you too long this morning. The singing has been wonderful. Thank everyone for singing so great. And the uh, choir done such a wonderful job. Thank you. The service has been wonderful to this point. I don't want to mess it up. I know everyone's got a lot of different activities and plans today. And uh, I know that I am standing between you and those plans and all of us in dinner our lunch, or we call it dinner in the South. I guess if you've been northernized, you could call it lunch, and then we'll, we'll whatever. But anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll try to uh, go uh, quickly today, but I do feel something on my heart I'd like to share with you. First Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 18, the Scripture says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Why don't you just put your Bibles down, lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Let's ask God for His touch and His help today. God, we need you in this service, Lord. I pray, God, that you would open up our minds, our spirits, our hearts to the understanding and knowledge of your word, God. Jesus, speak to us today. Draw us all closer to you, Jesus. I pray that you would help every individual in this house this morning. 
Talk to our hearts and talk to our souls. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. I would like uh, the girls to come and get ready to sing when I am finished. I am redeemed. I want to talk to you this morning from this subject for a few moments. The redemption power of the cross. The redemption power of the cross. The cross to some is just a symbol. Uh, it is just a symbol of a couple of pieces of wood that is put together. Some people even go as far as to leave Christ on the cross. But the Bible tells us He did not stay on the cross. He went to a grave and He did not stay in the grave. We are not celebrating some dead Christ today. Amen. But the reason why we rejoice and the reason why we celebrate is because that He once was dead, but now He is alive. Amen. He is alive forevermore. I know that He is alive because I can feel Him in this place today. I know that He is alive because I can feel Him in my spirit today. Amen. The Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost is none other than the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes to dwell in us today. I'm thankful for the redeeming power of the cross that I see in the cross. The Scripture says that some look at the cross to those who are perishing in sin, look at the preaching of the cross as foolishness, but to us which are saved. It means so much more than just a symbol because we realize what the cross is. I am reminded of our flag that stands for so much of this country, uh, about this country, the uh, representation of the states, the representation of freedom, the representation of the blood that was shed. Uh, I read a book some time ago, and it come to my mind in preparing for today's message, was the flag of our fathers. And it is simply uh, talking about the raising of the flag. It's a very familiar symbol, very familiar picture. Some of you may even have it in your home. It's been made, it's been publicized. And uh, it is uh, six men, uh, uh, five Marines and one uh, Navy corpsman that was raising the flag, I believe, on uh, Hiroshima in 1945. And uh, they had thought it was a very bloody battle, a very difficult time, a very uh, terrible time in our country's history of all the blood that was being shed. But they finally made it to the top of that island and they placed the flag. And, uh, they stood the flag. There's different, there's different opinions and different ideas about all that took place and all that was represented there. But it did have a great effect upon this nation when that flag hit that picture of them, them men, those military servicemen raising that flag in the midst of all the flying steel that was going around and all the smoke that was going up. 
that the flag still waves. It is a symbol of freedom. Amen. To me, it, it represents, uh, what we stand for, that it gives us the freedom to gather together in this place to worship, uh, God and to praise God. And, uh, when I look at the flag, I think about the men who went to battle and fought for this country and for the freedom that we enjoy today. To some, it means nothing more but the freedom to burn the flag. And I think, to me, there ought to be a law against that. It should not be allowed. And they ought to shut down every organization that would try to do that. But just as the flag gives us the freedom to say what we would like to say in the pulpit... It gives those who oppose the flag the freedom to withstand against everything that it stands for. So, so freedom is kind of, it's kind of, um, a very, very, uh, uh, I don't know the proper term to put it in, but it's a thin line that we walk on of freedom that gives us the right to do what we want to, but it gives others the right to do what they would like to as well. So those who would tear the flag up, those who would drag it behind their pickup truck, those who would burn the flag. But to me, it is something that I hold very dear because it gives me the honor, the privilege, the ability, amen, to live in the greatest country in the entire world. And now that's a weak hand clap. I know you might not agree with its politics. You might not agree with some of the things that are going on. But if you think there's a better place to live, you are to get on a boat and get there as quick as you can. It's still the best place in the world to live. Amen. And I am thankful for what it represents. I was... I was uh, privileged to be able, I was preaching over in New Orleans and, and the pastor over there took me to the World War II Museum and uh, we only got to spend three hours there. I've got to go back where I can spend about three days there. I found it very interesting of uh, the things that they had there the uh, and going back over the battles that was fought, the blood that was shed and the price that was paid for us to enjoy our freedom. I, I was reading a plaque over um, a picture there of Douglas MacArthur on on board the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay on September the second, in nineteen forty-five. This is after America had dropped the atomic bomb in the world. Uh, the World War II was coming to a close. That they had surrendered, and so they met on that that ship to uh, sign the peace treaties, and uh, there was a caption of a quote that, that Douglas MacArthur said. It says, It is my earnest hope, and indeed the hope of all mankind, that from this solemn occasion a better world shall emerge out of the blood and the carnage of the past. Uh, world uh, dedication to the dignity of man and the fulfillment of the most cherished wish for freedom, tolerance, and justice. As I read that, I think about the price that was paid for the freedom of our sin. He gave Himself on the cross, not 
for everybody else but for me. Amen. There is a lot to accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You've got to look at Him as a personal God. You can't look at Calvary as just an overall picture for all mankind, but you must apply it to your life and realize and understand that Jesus went up Calvary's hill, amen, dragging an old bloody wooden cross, and He laid Himself down on the cross, and He stretched Himself wide, And He let them place the nails in His hands and His feet, not for everybody, but He did it for me. Amen. It is a representation of the price that was paid to set us free from sin. Without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there is no remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Amen. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 8, And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Some go against the cross, just like some fight against the flag of our fathers. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 18, the scripture says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and, and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Can I tell you today, it's not a symbol that you just wear around your neck or hang on your rear view mirror, but it represents so much more than that. If it was not for Calvary, there is not one of us that would be in this house today. If it was not for Calvary, we would still be bound in our sins and on our way to a devil's hell. Amen. The cross allowed us to approach God. Without the cross, you see, we are Gentiles. I don't guess there's any full-blooded Jews in here today. Maybe so, but we are all the Gentile bride of Christ Amen. Before Calvary, we could not even enter into the temple to worship God. We were not even able to give sacrifices, but we were watching from afar off. But because of Calvary, it gave us the ability to come into this house this morning and lift up holy hands and worship and sing the songs of Zion and glorify and magnify God. You see, some people don't get excited about the cross. They look at it as just It's a bloody wooden symbol. But when I think about the cross, I think about freedom. When I think about the cross, I think about the price that was paid where I could enter into the house of God and I could lift my hands and I could worship and magnify Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It allowed us to approach God. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 20, it says, And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him 
I say, whether the things in the earth are the things in heaven, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. Amen. This defies the, the, the theory of a triune Godhead. Amen. There's still only one God. Amen. He reconciled us unto Himself. The Scripture says that in, in Acts it says, Preach the Word unto the church of God, which He had purchased with His own blood. Amen. It was not a God junior. Amen. But it was God that robed Himself in flesh and come and walked among us that went to Calvary and allowed Himself to be crucified on Calvary's cross. To re- reconcile us unto Himself. He purchased a church with His own blood. Amen. He loved mankind. He loved mankind. And the sins, our sins, the Scripture tells us, was nailed to the cross. Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 14 says, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us. Everything that the adversary has wrote against us, which was contrary unto us. Every time the devil accuses you, every time the devil rises up against you and says, remember when, remember what, I still have the date, I still have the time, I still know what it was, I still know, and you may even remember the date, the time, you may even know what it felt like when you failed and when you stumbled, and he's written it down against us, but the Bible says that Jesus Christ took it and he nailed it to his cross, that I am I'm no longer condemned, but thank God I have been redeemed. Thank God I have been set free. Thank God I have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know some of you, some of you today got on all your your Easter Sunday clothes and you don't want to get it hot and sweaty and and uh, you don't want to get too emotional. But I want to tell you, if you can't get emotional about the cross, if you can't get emotional about what the cross means to you, I want to tell you today, it makes me excited when I think about that old bloody hill called Calvary. Amen. Every blood that was shed, it was precious blood. Every drop that hit the ground, it was precious blood. And it was shed just for me that I don't, I don't have to be condemned any longer. But I have been washed. I have been cleansed. I have been set free. Amen. I can fall upon the mercy and the grace of God. God don't look at me to judge me, but He looks at me to call me to repentance. I'm thankful for the cross of Calvary. There is redeeming power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. He took it and He nailed it to His cross. Just like Douglas MacArthur said, 
for the freedom, the desire that man has to be free. There is still a desire in every man, woman, boy, and girl that desires freedom. Nobody likes to be told what to do. Nobody likes to have a boss over them. Can I get a witness? Amen. You don't like your wife telling you what to do, and she don't like the husband telling her what to do. The kids don't like the parents telling them what to do. The kids don't like the school teacher telling them what to do. Can I get a witness? Amen. Let's have some crowd participation here. Nobody likes to be told what to do. Man desires to be free. That was just something that was born in every one of us. There is a desire for freedom. There is, you look at those who were born in communist countries. Amen. I know that, that Cuba is supposed to be on the straight and narrow path now, according to the president. I highly doubt that. But, but anyway. You look at the people that has got in little rowboats and made their way to Florida. Why? Because they had a desire to be free. They didn't want anybody telling them what they could wear, what they could drive, and what they could do in life. But they knew there is a place just a few miles away that if we can brave the waters, if we can brave the sharks, if we can brave the diseases, if we can brave the storms, we can get to a place to freedom. I come to tell you today that the devil has people bound. The devil has people bound by drugs. The devil has people bound by alcohol. The devil has people bound in sin. But I come to tell you today, you don't have to be bound. You don't have to leave here the way that you came. Why? Because there is redeeming power in the preaching of the cross. There is hope in the cross. There's no hope in alcohol. Alcohol brings disease. Alcohol brings tragedy. You can drink yourself out of your mind. But when you come to again, you still got the same old problems. Amen. You can smoke yourself out of your mind. But when you come off of the high, you still got the same old problems. Amen. You can pop pills until you don't know who you are or what you are. But when you get down, you've got the same old problem. But I come to tell you about a Christ. His name is Jesus. That can change everything. It's a high that won't let you down. Amen. It's a power that's greater than any power in the world. It's a power that's able to set you free from sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The cross. Because of the cross. Because of the cross. There's some ex-alcoholics in the house today. There's some ex-drug addicts in the house today. 
There's some ex-sinners, just plain old sinners in the house today. But what happened? It's not because we're better than anybody else. Amen. It's not because I think I'm better than you. The only difference is we just went to an altar and we knelt down before God and we applied the blood of Jesus Christ to our soul. Amen. We got up from there from repenting and we went to the water. We went to the watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I come up a new creature. I come up a different person than what I went down. Why? Because of the cross. Because of the cross. Because of the cross. There is redeeming power. Amen. Something that was not worth saving. Amen. I'm reminded of the song that says, He thought I was worth saving. So He sacrificed His life. He thought I was worth keeping when I was nothing. Amen. When I was a sinner. But there is something about mankind When Jesus was on His way to Calvary, and they were looking, some were mocking, some were ridiculing, some were saying that's just what He deserves. Nail Him to the tree. Crucify Him. Others, the Bible said, were weeping and crying as He made His way up Calvary. And He looked at them and He said, Women, daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for Me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Why? Because what I'm doing, oh, you don't know it now. The devil don't understand it now. The devil thinks he's winning today. But when they nail me to the tree, that blood is going to be shed. That's forever going to destroy the bounds of Satan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's never been a man like this man. Oh, there's never been anything that took the world by storm like Jesus Christ. I believe I heard it that said, since Jesus Christ went to Calvary, rose from the dead. I was reading just this morning in the Word of God that the, the, the leaders of the Jewish sect went and hired the Roman soldiers and said, tell them, we'll cover for you. We're going to give you the money. We're going to protect you. But tell them that some of his disciples come and stole him away by night. While you were asleep. Amen. They tried that story. They said the story is still popular today. That someone stole him away while they were sleeping by the tomb. Because why? Because they said the second time. Man, if they hear this man has risen from the dead, we're never going to be able to control it. I want to tell you the devil's been trying to kill it. The devil's been trying to persecute it. The devil's been trying to stop it, but the devil can't stop it. Amen. Because of Calvary. Because of Calvary. Thank God for the blood. 
I think I heard it said that there's over 2 billion Christians in the world today that calls themselves Christians. Why? Because someone who looked like an ordinary man took the world by storm. He went to Calvary and he sacrificed his life. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. You know the reason why they placed him in a borrowed tomb? Because he wasn't going to need it but three days. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He led and taught his disciples for some 50 days afterwards. Teaching them, telling them, go back and tarry in Jerusalem. Don't leave the city yet because it ain't over. Oh, hallelujah. Some people just leave church a little too early. Some people walk out a little too soon on God. But don't, don't leave Jerusalem. They seen him be taken from them as they watched him riding upon the clouds. One man said it like this, said, no man's ever seen a man like this man. Because he's gone, he's still here, and he's coming back. Amen. A lot of people can be here and they can be gone, but it's hard to be here, gone, and coming back. Amen. But I tell you, that's the way Jesus is. Because he came back in the second chapter of the book of Acts. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. That same spirit. That same power, that same glory is in First Pentecostal Church in Sealsby, Texas today. He's gone, he's still here, and he's coming back again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The joy. And how can you get excited about an old bloody cross and a bloody hill called Calvary? Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy... That was set before him. What was that joy? That joy was seeing us here in 2016. Amen. A congregation of people that has gathered together to worship him, to magnify him, 
The joy is that he knew that you would be in this house today needing help, needing direction, needing deliverance, needing hope. I come to give you hope today. I come to give you some hope today. There is a God that's still able to change your life. He still loves you. He still wants you. He's still crazy about you. He's still calling you. All you've got to do is say, here I am, God. Hallelujah. As they sing this morning, I want us all to gather around this front. Why don't you lift your hands toward heaven and ask God for His touch? Why don't you say, I'm redeemed. I'm born with the price. There's redeeming power in the cross. Change my 
Somebody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. We praise you today, God. We praise you today, God. We worship you today, God. We magnify you today. We thank you, Savior. We thank you, Savior. We thank you, Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God again.